0: west
1: will be radio. Feel, boy, baby, do a leap and make them dance when they come on. Everybody looking for a dance, throw the
0: wind on.
2: If you want to run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't stop.
4: Tenby Blues Festival returns on November the 12th to the 14th. Featuring American Mike Farris, Australian Georgia Van Etten, and lots and lots of homegrown talent, including Errol Linton, Kyla Brox, the Kennelly Brothers, the Daybreakers, and many, many more. For full information and to get your tickets, visit tenbyblues.co.uk. Get your mojo working at Tenby Blues Festival.
5: at 10.45 and play Who's in the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company, big enough to cope, small enough to care.
6: The Pure West Radio Job Finder, with 25,000 hits a month, 10,000 plus app downloads, and more than 33,500 followers on Facebook. The Pure West Radio Job Finder, for Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Job
7: Finder. job finder
6: on pure west radio if you've got staffing issues we can help get the staff you deserve to help your business succeed the pure west radio job finder
0: P-W-R. from matry to merlins bridge for pembrokeshire from pembrokeshire this is pure west radio pure west radio news
8: with the latest news for pembrokeshire i'm sarah hoss UK government has announced a large grant. Yeah, it's it's it's
9: it's incredible. We haven't stopped. Twenty four hours. Still going non stop. My right. rangers I'm not happy you, happy. Yeah. And
10: so many of the children are going to benefit from that. Uh, Elena, um, a great show. Uh, you'll be back later on this afternoon uh, between three and four. Uh, now, though, the latest Pembrokeshire news, and then we uh, take over and uh, we'll be bringing you uh, the Christmas Toy Appeal launched live here from Milford Haven.
0: This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Kilgetty Getty to Kill Payson for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News.
8: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. The UK government has announced a large grant to support regeneration schemes in Pembrokeshire. Millions of pounds have been awarded to the county and Pembrokeshire County Council welcomed the Chancellor Rishi Sunak's announcement of the uk government's leveling up fund the council has been awarded 17.7 million pounds to support the economic development of haverford west and a share of 19.9 million pounds to support its regeneration work at south key in pembroke COVID 19 restrictions scrapped last summer could return if cases don't fall in the next three weeks. Wales's First Minister Mark Drakeford has announced new measures are being brought in to tackle Wales's high COVID 19 rates, the worst in the UK. COVID 19 passes will now be extended to cinemas, theatres, and concert halls from the 15th of November as part of the plans. Pubs, restaurants and cafes might also require passes if infections climb amid a wider repertoire of actions. The passes show whether someone has been fully vaccinated or whether they have had a negative lateral flow test in the past 48 hours. Obtained online, they're already required for nightclubs and many large events. Self-isolation guidance for people who are fully vaccinated will also change. Currently, they're not required to isolate, but the government will now ask people to do so if someone in their household has symptoms or tests positive, until they get a negative PCR test. The advice would also apply to those aged 5 to 17. Wales is currently at alert level zero after most of the remaining lockdown rules were lifted in August. A warning has been made of the dangers of carbon monoxide following activation of newly installed alarms. The community safety team at Mid and West Wales Fire and Rescue Service are urging those with fuel burning appliances, fires, and stoves in the community to install working carbon monoxide detectors following a lucky escape by a Milford Haven resident after a safe and well visit by the Fire and Rescue Service. Earlier this month, on call firefighters who are currently assisting the community safety team with safe and well visits, attended a property of a resident in Milford Haven. During the visit, firefighters fitted a carbon monoxide detector that's linked to a community alarm system after noting that there was a gas fire appliance within the property. Later that same day, Milford Haven Fire Station were called to the property after the carbon monoxide detector started to sound and automatically dialed out the alarm system. Crews established that there was a problem with the gas fire within the property and safeguarded the resident wickland round table is holding its fireworks night at parker at dr owen on the 5th of november gates open at 5 p.m fireworks start at 7 30 p.m there'll be lots of fun fair rides hot food drinks and a beer tent alongside their award-winning musical fireworks display i'm sarah hoss and you're up to date with the latest news in pembrokeshire pure
0: west radio pure west radio weather
8: Sarah Haas, thank you very
10: much there for the latest news at uh, two o'clock this afternoon. It's Toby Ellis live here at Milford Haven, actually here in Aiken at the uh, Church of Holy Spirit, as we are going to be officially launching the Christmas toy appeal very soon. Now they're looking ahead to the weather for the rest of this afternoon. Hopefully some sunny spells on the way, but then a yellow rain warning once again back. Some heavy downpours will be arriving this evening uh, from eight to nine o'clock. Hopefully it will then be drier for Saturday. See? Kerry and all I want for Christmas is you playing right here on Pure West Radio, and we are live right here uh, at Haken actually in the Church of Holy Spirit as uh, we are launching officially the Patch Christmas Toy Appeal 2021. <laughs> And as you can hear we have a socially uh, distanced audience and some guests with us here this afternoon Uh, So the Patch Christmas Toy Appeal uh, is very close to our hearts right here at Pure West Radio but also of course to to many different people here in the county and if you've ever been a recipient of uh, the Patch Toy Appeal you'll understand on the difference that it really does make to so many people's lives right here in the county. Uh, If it has affected you and your family you'll know that it really has just been uh, a light in a very dark place so what is the patch christmas toy appeal how does it all work well unfortunately there are many people that can't afford presents here in pembrokeshire for whatever reason of course we've just come out of and are still into a degree uh, a global pandemic which is still causing issues right here in our county in wales and around the world so many people still working from home many people have been made redundant successful business owners entrepreneurs people that have been hugely successful now might find might find themselves out of work and they could be uh, reliant on benefits universal credit of course uh, in the headlines again recently and with that 20 pounds getting deducted a week it's a huge amount of money that could be potentially 80 pounds per month that a family would have been putting away for christmas And that's just one example, one scenario that can affect so many people's lives right here in our county. Of course, we see the huge tourist influx and we see how popular our county is. But also it is the number one, which this is the scary fact, the number one for child poverty in Wales at any county level, which is incredibly worrying. Uh, So the Patch Christmas Toy Appeal comes to make a difference. And we are launching this appeal to get people to buy one or two extra toys whilst out doing your Christmas shopping. Uh, I know there's various different supermarkets at the moment that are offering buy one, get one free and 50% off. We'll take advantage of that. Just pick up one extra toy and all you need to do is take that to the till put it to one of the patch drop-off points. Uh, That will then go to Patch HQ, it'll get sorted, and then families, then at Christmas, will be able to have presents. And if it wasn't for your generosity, if you didn't do that, those families, those children would potentially have nothing on Christmas Day so please spare a thought for those people that are less fortunate and please help make a difference this year. Now there are many supporters of the Patch Christmas Toy Appeal of course us here at Pure West Radio uh, wholeheartedly as Patch is a former uh, charity of the year that we have supported and Patch will always be very close to our hearts for the brilliant work that they do to support so many people here in our county including some of our own volunteers and employees as you never know when you may find yourself. In need of patch. Also, there are many of the supporters here this afternoon, which we'll be hearing from. Uh, first up, uh, one of them is uh, Lee Hind from pavs who I would like to uh, welcome uh, onto the airwaves and who is here uh, this afternoon at the Church of uh, Holy Spirit in Haken. Uh, so, Lee, uh, this annual toy appeal, its background again, still in quite different circumstances uh, that we're used to, but of course, the need is, is ever much prevalent.
11: It always is, Toby. Uh, Thanks very much. Um, Patch started their uh, Toy Appeal literally the year after they started uh, in 2009. Um, And every year it's bigger and better and it's got bigger and better because it's needed um so yeah i'm really happy to be here to uh, to support patch excellent well we look forward to hearing
10: um well exactly what is, has been doing to support it and what you'll be as well so please take it away
11: thanks so much um tracy just asked me to say a few words here as a supporter of patch i know that there are many supporters of patch uh, throughout the county so uh, i'm going to try and do a half decent job at least um i've been involved with patch since their beginning and um, working with them in 2008 and um, as they tried ...transitioned from Match uh, to Patch... ...provided support and training to this group... ...and a group that at the time... ...people wondered if Pembrokeshire needed... ...I think it's very clear now... ...that uh, we needed them then... ...and we still need them now... ...but for those of us who remember... ...back then, food bank wasn't really a word... ...that was in our vocabulary... ...food poverty was only seen... ...as affecting specific groups within society... Uh, ...homeless people... ...people with substance misuse issues... ...that sort of thing... ...but as Patch knew that problem did exist and it was much wider than that. It was just hidden. What Patch realized very quickly was that while in some families food was available, budgets were stretching and could not cover clothes or shoes or other essentials. And so Patch set up as a basics bank, which is a subtle difference from a food bank, but one that was really very severely needed. Even as Patch was setting up at this time and um, helping people away from difficult times in their lives, they recognized the need to do it properly. Their referral system and tracking of people who use the service repeatedly, which in turn enabled referral onto other agencies um, who could help with budgeting and things like that, was, um, was really well put together. It's all too simple to provide um, at the point of asking to the help that people want. But this creates the risk of a culture of dependency and further risk that in trying to help you actually make the problem worse. Patch was and are light years ahead of others in the same sector in this way. In 2009, just after launch, Patch recognised that families being referred to them would not be able to give their children toys for Christmas, and so begins the annual toy appeal. For most people, it is, of course, unthinkable that their children might wake up on Christmas morning with little or even nothing to open. But for families on a penny-to-penny budget, it's a grim reality. Patch, led by Tracy, worked to overcome this and, in true Patch style, dragged partners along with them um, to prevent duplication of effort. And it's great to see that those partners were not just there for one year but have returned year after year. As the political decisions of the time begins to impact on family finances and the safety net of the welfare system begins to be chipped away by the government of the day, Patch is stepping up to fill the gap. By 2014, thousands, literally thousands of people are being assisted with food, clothing and basic kitchen items. Those basic kitchen items as part of that basics bank were really important. I can remember Tracy telling me many years ago that some people were returning items from food parcels that required cooking because they simply weren't able to cook them. They didn't have the the, uh, equipment or they couldn't afford the gas or the electric to actually do the cooking. As we move forward past, through, uh, through years to come, the phrase the working poor has begun to gain traction. A new demographic of people needing to access food parcels, which is those people in work, people with part-time hours or even full-time work on the minimum wage. Are seeing family budgets stretch beyond breaking point and patch becomes a lifeline for, those, for many of those people. Some of these new demographic are people who budget well, but one small uh, issue like a car repair or an appliance breaking down sends people into a financial spiral, and there's a developing understanding that even those in this full-time job are likely to need support from agencies like Patch. As As has been clear, the big numbers that we saw in 2014 would not see any decrease as time goes on. So to aid the charity, Patch then enters into agreements with supermarkets um, and that enables them to take donations of fresh flowers and foods. The flowers are a simple way to brighten someone's day and Patch will also provide a vase because many of the people who come to Patch have never received flowers before. The additional food items that patch are able to get from supermarkets sounds like a small thing but the impact is huge as these that means that traditional food parcels that are usually made up of dried goods can now be complemented with fresh bread eggs and other fresh produce and that increased the taste and the nutritional value of these food parcels exponentially i had first-hand experience of this in 2018 when i joined tracy and a few others in a fundraising challenge where we lived on the contents of a patch food parcel for 10 days just 10 days By anyone's calculation, not a very long time, but I can assure you it felt a lot longer than that. Finding your food intake reduced to the cheapest, most basic options, a single tin making a whole meal and no way of boosting the flavour with cheese or sauces because those aren't part of the basic parcels, leaves you in a constant state of hungry and without even being able to look forward to the next meal. During this challenge, we were allowed two days where the parcels were topped up with fresh ingredients from supermarket donations. I can remember very clearly being given eggs and being really excited because it meant that I could make a Spanish omelette. I made that up and it tasted like heaven, but the next day it was back to basics. It's one of the most difficult challenges that I've ever done and it was rewarding for the money that we raised, but at the same time understanding that for some families there was no end of challenge. There was only the next parcel. Forward to 2020, as you can imagine, this year's COVID-19 lockdowns take a heavy toll on families and Patch helped 7,425 people with food parcels during the year. This is a huge number in a county with just 125,000 residents. 2020 saw hardship amongst many people, but those recently self-employed saw immense hardship. Unable to qualify for furlough or the grants that the government made available, I'm aware of one case where a lady approached Patch for help, having only previously been in the building to drop off donations. She'd reached the point where there was one tin of beans in the cupboard and there was no way to feed her children. Proud but in floods of tears, she approached Patch and of course was helped to get back on her feet. There remains a significant issue with Pride, with some of those in need unwilling to be referred for help on the basis there must be people worse off than me. That 7,425 figure for people helped in 2020 was even with the temporary universal credit increase. Now with that gone, Patch has started to see referrals being made, specifically mentioning the fall in universal credit income. On one day, which was a quiet day for Patch in that they only fed 36 people, 20% of those had been referred directly because of the overnight fall in their income. An end to stigma around accepting help must be a priority. We know of families buying food for grown-up children following the fall in universal credit, and all this does is mask the need that exists. There's more. A a rise in general taxation is on the horizon. Gas and electric and fuel prices are going up with no sign of stopping. Patch's compassionate and universal service is needed more than ever. During this year's fundraising, it was announced that Patch had provided over half a million meals in its time in Pembrokeshire, an astonishing number, but one that continues to rise every single day. However, it is really encouraging to see that support for Patch remains completely unabated. The toy appeal gets bigger and better every year, donations come come flying in, organisations donate money, but crucially their time too. All of these presents need labelling and sorting into age-appropriate piles before boxes are made up for families. Again here, Patch are considering the dignity of their clients because presents are not wrapped, but paper and sticky tape is provided so that parents can have that that feeling and have that process. It's no small feat and it's great to see Valero and Frame and other organisations here today and continuing to be involved. If anyone feels the need to help out themselves, I am sure that Tracy will be able to find you a role. I'd really like to end on something much more positive, but the next few months are going to be extremely difficult for families who need support and the agencies who support them. Pembrokeshire is so lucky to have Patch, and also lucky to have such generous residents who continue to support the calls for donations both during the Toy Appeal but also throughout the year. I'm delighted to continue to be one of the many who will continue to support Patch through the rest of this year, 2022 and beyond. Thanks, Toby.
10: Thank you very much there to, uh, to Lee Hines from uh, PAVS there for his uh, outstanding uh, contribution and support to, to Patch over the years. Uh, thank you ever so much there, Lee. Some, uh, some harrowing uh, words there. I'm sure you'll agree, but also it does give you an idea of the severity of the problem that we are currently facing, especially uh, up against uh, the current economic uh, situation we find ourselves here in Wales. Uh, thank you very much there, Lee. Um, a, a lifelong supporter of uh, Patch and a very close friend to Tracy's. Uh, sadly, Tracy can't be here today, but uh, she is here in spirit, I know, and uh, also uh, her other half, and as she's probably uh, agrees many a time, the better half uh, of her uh, Jan is here. i um, flying that flag for patches as well as the Patchites. Uh, also, we have many other guest speakers here this afternoon, uh, including uh, Sarah Harvey, uh, who is now sharing her knowledge on child poverty. Uh, which really does mean that, poverty. Uh, Sarah, thank you uh, ever so much uh, for joining us here this afternoon. So what does child poverty mean here in Pembrokeshire? I'm
12: going to tell you. Um, Hi, everybody. Thank you to Tracy for inviting me and asking me to speak, despite waking up in a cold sweat over the last week, as I am now. It's not my favourite thing to speak in public, but it's got to be done. Tracy has asked me to speak about child poverty and there is so much to say so I have tried to condense into a couple of pages. I just hope I can say the most important things. I'm also very aware that I am preaching to the choir, everyone in this room is here because of child poverty. I'll give a bit of background as to why Tracy might have asked me. My name is Sarah Harvey and I work as a community connector for children and families. I'm employed by Pembrokeshire Association of Voluntary Services like Lee. I work across Pembrokeshire with families, children and young people up to the age of 25. I help to find support, information, activities and anything else that people are looking for, or they need. I work with groups, projects and organisations from statutory, voluntary and community sectors. I sit on steering groups and networks that are involved with children and young people, and hopefully help to keep the needs of children, families and young people firmly on the agenda in Pembrokeshire. I moved to Pembrokeshire with two young children 20 years ago and I spent 10 years as a single parent. At the same time I was working as a community development worker in a deprived ward in Pembroke Dock on a Welsh Government anti-poverty programme called Communities First which ran for about 10 years. This was also the same time that Patch was setting up. I spent eight years there working on community projects with people from the community. The programme was based on building capacity of the communities and the people within them and by working from the bottom up rather than the top down. Many groups and projects started during that period are still flourishing now, which is testament to the people involved and shows that collective action in communities really can work and can help tackle poverty in a sustainable way. I then moved to work in Pembroke School for another eight years, now Henry Tudor School, and I worked in various roles from learning coach to pastoral officer. Again, working mostly with the children and young people who were experiencing levels of multiple deprivation and living with adverse childhood experiences. This on the ground working in one of the most deprived areas in Wales, with hundreds of families, children and young people, has influenced my working and community life hugely, tackling the causes and effects of child poverty is something i'm passionate about and i'm lucky enough to be able to continue in my current role i feel it is our responsibility as a society to try and improve the future well-being of our children and to lessen the amount of children and families living in poverty in the 21st century in the sixth largest economy in the world we need to challenge and address the inequality and the inequity we see around us in pembrokeshire in Wales, in the UK, and globally. What do we mean by child poverty? Firstly, we're not talking about a child in isolation, in poverty, we're talking about a family in poverty. The Welsh Government definition of child poverty poverty, reads, by poverty, we mean a long-term state of not having sufficient resources to afford food, reasonable living conditions, or amenities or to participate in activities that are taken for granted by others in society. (coughs) Simply put, that means not being able to provide sufficient food, warmth, shelter or clothing for your child. Them not being able to access activities such as clubs, groups, digital technology, green spaces, health and dental care, days out, holidays, even school. It means the physical, social and emotional cost of poverty is enormous to families and children. This reality now applies to 31.3% of children in Pembrokeshire. That's one in three or ten in every classroom of around 30 children. Wales has the highest rate of child poverty in the UK. Pembrokeshire had the highest rate for a long time and has only just recently been overtaken by Newport. But that doesn't mean things in Pembrokeshire have got any better, it means things have got worse in Newport. Families living on below 60% of the average median income are deemed as living in poverty. This can be families with parents not in employment. This can also be families where one or both parent works. In work poverty is something that is prevalent in Pembrokeshire due to low wage rates and insecure employment families can fall into poverty for a variety of other reasons it could be due to illness, sudden or long-term, disabilities, relationships or family breakdowns, people within the family having additional needs, adults and children may need to take on the role of carer for a family member, belonging to an ethnic minority, being a single parent family, all things that are not always a choice and all things that could happen to anyone at any time. Children who experience poverty in childhood will almost always have poorer life outcomes. For example, they may have less access to education, further education, and higher education. They may experience poor health, physically, mentally, and emotionally. They may have less employment opportunities. Growing up in poverty will often diminish a child's opportunity to pursue a rewarding career path. Children growing up in poverty have less access to experiences that enable them to have high aspirations and high expectations in life. They may survive, but they may not thrive as adults. They may suffer from low confidence, low self-esteem, feelings of apathy, that they're powerless to change anything, or because they didn't have the resources to access things that others may take for granted. Children in poverty also suffer the effects of the poverty of opportunity. The Welsh government has identified some key priorities that could make a difference. Benefits must reflect need. We are in a cost of living crisis. The disparity between income and outgoings for our most vulnerable is unsustainable. We need benefit rises, not freezes or cuts. Sanctions must stop. Errors and delays must be addressed. The withdrawal of the 20 pound a week universal credit uplift could not have come at a worse time. A client of Patch recently spoke on this, saying, "It could literally be the difference between life and death." The impact of welfare reform needs to be mitigated. People literally have no money when things go wrong. Accessible, affordable or free childcare would have a huge benefit on enabling families to access employment. High costs of housing and often poor housing conditions must also be addressed, especially as rents and prices are rocketing and income isn't. The bedroom tax becomes a problem as a lack of suitable social housing is available. Charging people already on the breadline for unused rooms is not a solution. Employment. We need properly paid, better paid employment. We need permanent contracts, not zero hours contracts. People need to be paid a living wage and the work they do needs to be valued. Food poverty must be addressed. In 2010, there were 56 food banks in the UK with 40,000 food parcels being delivered. In 2020, there were over 2,000 food banks with 1.5 million food parcels being delivered. The need has increased by 3,900% in 10 years. An example from Patch recently shows, in a single week, Patch has sent out parcels providing 2,055 meals for 137 beneficiaries, in a single week, just in Pembrokeshire. Anyone working or volunteering in tackling poverty will tell you, the best solution would be that wages and benefits would be enough to live on to eradicate poverty. As we slip further into winter with sky-high food, fuel and housing costs, the cost of living crisis will have a huge impact on our society. The combination of over 10 years of austerity and the last 18 months in a global pandemic have further worsened the situation. Poverty and child poverty is being recognised. People such as Marcus Rashford have done a great job in raising awareness and lobbying government on free school meal provision and benefit cuts. As he said, as long as these children don't have a voice, they will have mine. This momentum needs to continue. We must hear the voices of people living in poverty, we must learn from their experiences of what works and what doesn't work. We need to listen and co produce services that do work. Research and evidence from organisations such as the Samaritans and the Citizens Advice highlights the links between poverty, poor mental health, and suicide. Debt, living in poverty, and feeling unable to provide for yourself and your family is one of the main causes of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and ideation. It is also a cause of suicide completion. Welsh Government recognises that organisations working in partnership with each other collaboratively is the only way to tackle the causes of child poverty. Child poverty is not inevitable. If a government can prioritise tackling it, rates will go down. If a government doesn't prioritise tackling child poverty, rates will continue to go up. Various different types of projects have received funding from the Welsh Government including those which help improve facilities for community cafes, food banks, established food pantries, support the development of hubs and advice centres and strengthen community growing projects. There are organisations delivering support for people to maximise their benefits, to improve benefit and free school meal take up, advice on money management, getting the appropriate support to overcome barriers to employment, providing training, lending out digital equipment, skills development, etc. It's a start. There are hundreds of people working with families and individuals in Pembrokeshire to tackle the causes and effects of poverty. There is so much good work already going on and it's really important to recognize this. However, everyone working in this field will also tell you they wish it wasn't necessary. It's also important to recognize the role of the volunteers and also the benefits of volunteering to those who are unable to find or unable to take up paid employment people who started as beneficiaries of a project often end up as volunteers for a project as they know the difference that that support and help made to them in the most difficult of times although it can feel a mammoth and daunting task there are hundreds of people across this county carrying out small and large acts every day that are having an impact at this point i would again like to thank tracy the volunteers the trustees the helpers the supporters of patch for all their work and commitment their compassion and their kindness the way they support the communities of pembrokeshire with no prejudice or judgment thank you also to the people of pembrokeshire who support and donate the christmas toy appeal is something extra to all the day-to-day work patch have recognized that christmas can be one of the most stressful times of the year for families in poverty Patch have stepped in year after year to ensure that no child in need goes without a present. The positive effect this has on children, parents and families cannot be underestimated. So despite the adversity that many people in Pempshire face, it's without doubt we have fantastic people, fantastic organisations and fantastic communities. In my role as a community connector, I organise and facilitate a children and families network. We have quarterly meetings attended by a wide variety of people and organisations in Pembrokeshire, working or volunteering with children, families and young people. In May this year, the meeting was about the child poverty crisis. We had a speaker from the children in Wales who produced an annual report on child poverty and the Head of Children's Services from Pembrokeshire County Council also came and spoke. I'd now like to hand over to David Lloyd, Councillor David Lloyd, who kindly attended this meeting in May to give an update on some of the developments since. And I'd also like to thank him for his support and the actions he took following that meeting in May. Thank you everybody.
10: Thank you very much there to uh, Sarah Harvey, sharing her knowledge there on child uh, poverty. And uh, once again, it really does just uh, uh, hit you in those places uh, that are incredibly sensitive to us, um, to know this is going on right here in our community. Um, But of course, with the support from PAVs and uh, other wonderful organisations, it's great to see how we can club together and make that difference. Uh, Councillor David uh, Lloyd now with us uh, here live on Pure West Radio this afternoon as we're here for the uh, Christmas talk appeal patch uh, launch for 2021 uh, councillor david lloyd thank you for for joining us and speaking with us uh, this afternoon uh, so you're a part of a, a new poverty steering group uh, within Pembrokeshire county
9: council yes that's correct <clears throat> i'm very proud and humbled to be amongst you today in front of people who tirelessly and committedly have spent years working unselfishly for Other people often significantly worse off than themselves. I'm here by invitation of Tracy, and I'm so sorry she's not here. I was looking forward very much to meeting her. She sent me a little email which said, um, Thank you so much for agreeing to attend. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Would you please say a few words about your new project? We're the longest established and largest anti-poverty charity in Pembrokeshire. I have been involved for 22 years. I'm so happy that you're joining us. Well, If you're listening Tracy, I'm so sorry you can't be here but um, you've got a new committed member. I'd like to commit myself to that. I have not previously been involved in this sector but some six months ago I happened to be participating in a seminar when a statistic was dropped that I'd never encountered before which was what you've heard several times already this afternoon that in child poverty terms Pembrokeshire ranked at the time highest of the 22 authorities in Wales. I'm a Pembrokeshire boy. I couldn't believe this statistic. To the outside observer, Pembrokeshire is a pretty, beautiful, genteel, comfortable community. Littlewood would know that 31% of our children fall into this category of child poverty. It is staggering and shocking. I was moved to do something about it and as a county councillor, a backbencher, I'm free to submit motions to invite the authority to action in given areas of their work. And I shall read the notice of motion that I submitted in May of this year that Pembrokeshire County Council establishes a standing multidisciplinary working party to address child poverty in Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire ranks highest of the 22 authorities in Wales, with 31% of our children falling into the category of relative poverty. Initially the Working Party would comprise elected members, council officers and representatives from PAVS, Planet, David Powers Health Board and the Citizens Advice Bureau, who would meet in a structured way on a long-term basis to eradicate the shame of child poverty in our county. As its work develops the Working Party would be free to add to its numbers Further representatives from other bodies that it decided were key to addressing this essential programme. And I'm here to confirm that Patch will be invited to become one of those members and I'm looking forward to their contribution. Now I have to tell you that I'm very proud of the reaction of Pembrokeshire County Council. You would want to hear this because of the 60 elected members and the corps of officers with all the pressures on them they might have been forgiven for saying we're pretty overloaded for the moment but that wasn't the case they grasped the issue of child poverty. I've got Sarah here and her colleagues Darren Mutter they're absolutely certain that it was necessary to have a resolve from County Council to tackle this issue. Now when one submits a Notice of Motion you're required as well to offer a statement of support to enlarge upon what the purpose of your motion was about. And this is what I wrote. At the time of the submission of the Notice of Motion Pembroshire ranked highest of the authorities in Wales for child poverty. It now ranks third and Sarah had pointed that out. What is more shocking perhaps than anything is that Wales ranks highest for child poverty in the United Kingdom. It gets worse. It's incredible. I have a quote here that I was looking forward to delivering, which I fell upon, but the author of this quote happens not to be here, but she may be listening. I think people understand food poverty, but child poverty is so much bigger than this. It's everything. And the author of that is Tracy herself. And I picked up one other quote, which is from Melanie Simmons, the head of Save the Children in Wales. We repeatedly hear from families living in low incomes, how they have to cut back on food, heating and clothes for their children while sinking ever further into debt. But critically, many of these parents do not have the skills and resources to support their children's learning and development at home while struggling in their situation. The reality is frightening. The indicators that go towards the calculation of ranking child poverty is complex. There will be, however, clear interventions that can be identified with hard work to address this problem. It'll require multidisciplinary collaborative working over a prolonged period of time to make the necessary change. What is submitted is that this work is desperately needed and it must start now on a personal level I cannot sit back and do nothing. My my final reference was to something which I think is something everybody will have noticed. The unexpected development during the COVID crisis, some 18 months, has been the development of the third sector working together. I've noticed in my part of the world in St David's, so we have befrienders, phoning, visiting, running errands, and of course our own local food bank. We have now developed a people's shed, which is coming to completion. And there is a sense of connection between people who hardly knew one another once, which I
10: On behind the scenes that we we simply uh, just do not see, uh, which is incredibly worrying to a degree. But then I think at the same time we can be uh, incredibly moved by the the work that so many people are doing to to make such. A big difference. Uh, a part of that is, of course, uh, all of the wonderful work that goes on within the County Council and the third sector, but also, uh, of course, the Patchites, uh, the people that are behind Tracy, the people that make that difference. And uh, we've got uh, a very special guest here to start a surprise guest, uh, Louise Wilkinson uh, from PAVS. Thank you ever so much uh, for joining us here, Louise.
2: Dancing behind movie scenes
0: This is Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. We are, we are,
13: we are, we are. LA, on a Saturday night in the summer, sundown and they all come out. Lamborghinis and they're it hummus. The party's on, so they're heading downtown. Everybody's looking for You somehow getting out of this conversation here. You look stunning, don't ask that question here. Yeah. This is my only fear that we become beautiful people. Top designer clothes, from row fashion shows. what you do? Here?
4: Hamlet Bateman bringing you the surf report for Pembrokeshire for Friday the 29th of October. High water Milford is 12.28 at high height of 5 metres. And the swell at the moment out there at the Heads is 2.5 metres.
0: This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
1: Everybody looking for a dance I gave him love and they end up painting on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting. Been fighting hard for your love and I'm running thin on my patience. Needing someone to hug you, but took it back to the base. You see what you got me out here doing. Might have threw me off, but can't nobody stop the movement. Uh-uh. Let's go, left foot, right foot, levitate. Pop stars, do a leap in the
4: Tenby Blues Festival returns on November the 12th to the 14th, featuring American Mike Farris, Australian Georgia Van Etten, and lots and lots of homegrown talent, including Errol Linton, Kyla Brox, the Kennelly Brothers, the Daybreakers, and many, many more. For full information and to get your tickets, visit tenbyblues.co.uk. Get your mojo working at Tenby Tenby Blues Festival.
5: 1045 and play Who's in the Hot Tub for your chance to win? Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care.
6: The Pure West Radio Job Finder. With 25,000 hits a month, 10,000 plus app downloads, and more than 33,500 followers on Facebook. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
7: Job Finder. Colleague Place Double, a provision of the Ruskin Mill Trust in Wales, based on its 100 acre biodynamic farm at the foot of the Preseli Hills, has a number of job openings. From daytime support workers, holistic engagement workers, registered house managers, residential support workers tutors and basket making and horticulture and education health and care manager there's a role to suit all responsibilities to find out more go to purewestradio.com forward slash job finder
6: job finder on pure west radio if you've got staffing issues we can help get the staff you deserve to help your business succeed the pure west radio job finder
0: P-W-R. From Matri to Merlins Bridge For Pembrokeshire From Pembrokeshire This is Pure West Radio Pure West Radio News
8: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire I'm Sarah Hoss The UK government has announced a large grant